Let us bow our heads for prayer. Gracious and almighty God, once again it is time for you to use your vessel. So right now, oh God, let them not see King Newsom, but let them see the power of the living God moving in this sanctuary you know our relationship you know God the things that we discussed so right now I say be thou still my strength and shield as I go forward today in Jesus name we pray let the church say amen it was 1995 And I was chilling in my room after church. At that time, I was still in the Pentecostal church. So my mom was at the second service, so I thought it would be cool to listen to my rap music. My Wu-Tang came on. So I began to rap along. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. So right around the end of the song, my mom busted into my room. She said, what is this nonsense you're listening to? God rules everything around here. So not wanting to hear any further from her, I said, it's just a song, Ma. Let it go. Years later, it dawned upon me, it wasn't just a song. It was an example of how, if we are not careful, we can recite things we don't honestly believe. Now, Union Wesley, you've heard my phrase over the years, don't just quote, devote. And to devote is to be given over to the display, the study, or the discussion of. If we were to do a personal grade of ourselves and our devoted stance to the word of God from A to F, what would our grade be? For study, what would our grade be? For discussion of the word in our homes, on our jobs, amongst our family and friends, what would our grade be? How will we grade ourselves and most importantly how is our display of the word we've heard before I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one this is important because many of us probably have seen this Ephesian text more times than we can remember but how often are we vessels for an exceedingly abundantly moment Let's look at the text one more time. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church. We found out what the church was in Bible study. Those who are called out and have confessed Jesus as the Christ by Christ Jesus to all generation which means the power continues through your seed and as my mom like to say your seed seed forever and ever 
That word according holds so much power for us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, enter, entire operation was based on that one word according. According means depending on weather. So whether, as Reverend Graves likes to say, your faith has feet or your proclamation packs power determines how your predicament will ultimately play out. Do you get what I'm saying or should I rewind? Rewind. Your proclamation must pack power, which means nobody wants to hear what you say. They want to see what you do behind the words that you say. That determines what we have already ignited in us. There must be a solid anchor of power that can withstand the waves of temptation and the storms of deceit. The Hebrew three were anchored beyond their predicament and even anchored beyond Nebuchadnezzar's attempt to diminish the power that was working within them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they answered, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this manner. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of the gold you have set up. Please pay attention to the fact that they were not even considering that which was offered to them as a way of escape. Many times if we are not careful and our declarations against spiritual wickedness, we'll find ourselves mulling over ungodly proposals just to escape a temporary fire. For example, the yes you say to your friends just to escape ridicule youth and young adults. When you tell them yes to something, you may be compromising what it is that God has in store for you. For it is sometimes your external fire, do you know what that is? Your external fire, your resources and the things that you have, that dwindles your internal fire, which is the Holy Spirit working on the inside, leading you to the direction of your eternal fire, which means you're going to burn in hell. The Hebrew boys weren't going to allow the king to compromise the power of God within they confirmed that their relationship with God was without question and because of that they were able to endure trial by fire. Now the furnace. See, when we see Sunday school we get this picture, picture of this little oven that probably made pizzas or something like that. But the furnace was one that was used for smelting metals. And you know how strong those metals are that you need a fire so great to, to bring them down and to make them liquid form. And it was found to be nine feet in diameter. The victims are bound and thrown into the furnace from above through the flue, which let off flames and gases so powerful, it's not even wise to get close. Look at your neighbor and say, don't mess around with fire because you're bound to get burned. Scholars suggest Nebuchadnezzar stooped down and peered into the draft opening of the furnace to watch the young men being consumed. 
For if you look at verses 24 and 25, it reported him seeing not three men, but four men walking amid the flames. This was previously spoken by God in Isaiah chapter 43. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. When we go through the fire for the sake of being called out, we ought to know that God is right there with us. For he promised to never leave us or forsake us, but we must do our part, Union Wesley. We must examine what kind of power we have. The two powers are external power and internal power, which is also driven from eternal power. It is the external power that validates itself through our resources and our accomplishments, built off of who we know or reputation of the masses. Or do we have internal power? There's something about internal power because internal power is directly connected to the eternal source. Internal power is proving the promise of God to be true. Deeply rooted in the relationship with God, not the fellowship, the relationship with the Father by way of confessing the Son and accessing the benefits of the Holy Spirit according to the power that worketh in us. Let me give you a real-time uh, visual of what that means. That means that if you are connected to God through relationship and your Holy Spirit in you is actually working the way that it ought to work, your bills will turn into breakthroughs. Your heartache will turn into healing. Your disappointment will be another time to see deliverance. Uh, when you're bound to the fire, it doesn't matter because when the Holy Spirit starts to move, you'll find freedom in the midst of all that you're going through. Uh, I came this morning, Union Wesley, uh, just to ask you one good question. Is there some real power working within us? Uh, let's go back to the text. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask, or think of according, according, according to the power that worketh in us. Uh, I want you to know that exceedingly and abundantly both have versions of the definitions that translate to the word extremely. Hold on. I'm going to take you somewhere in a second. Nebuchadnezzar was known to have been extreme. You with me? Do you know someone that's extreme? And I don't need nobody to point towards me because that ain't your business. <laughs> he was known to be extreme. He set up a statue about 90 feet tall. Huh? Extreme. <laughs> he set up a furnace and he said make it seven times hotter. That sounds a little extreme. <laughs> In the modern day language, uh, aka slang, uh, to say something twice means that you really mean it. Uh, so I heard a young lady in my lift say to me, you know I got a lot of lift stories. Uh, uh, the lady in the lift said to me, my job is good, good. <laughs> and the paychecks and benefits are not bad, bad. But you have to do real work, work. <laughs> so if you're saying that God can do extremely, extremely according to the power, power, let me ask you something. Ain't it good, good? Is there anybody here who knows that it brought you out, out? And if you're with me, say, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly. I got a story for you. 
story for you finally in eighth grade y'all know I'm from Brooklyn New York shout out to Brooklyn junior high school 324 there was a football tournament for all the homerooms and I love football but I wasn't thrilled about the tournament because you see I was in a top honors homeroom and many of the brothers in my class had pencil protectors and one even had a book bag that I swore if we got in trouble it was a parachute to jump off the roof yet every class was encouraged to participate so there you go three of us were athletically fit on the whole team you think you know where I'm going don't you two games loss eliminated us from the tournament our first game was against our old crew from elementary school which was filled with ballers we lost so bad and the team wanted to just give up but there were three who said no there was Jermaine Jason and I not that Jason he a little older <laughs> We convinced them to let us put the team on our back all the way to the championship game. Who did we meet in the championship game? The team of ballers. You still know how this goes? Well, Jason, our QB, was jumped by a local game two days before the big game. His eyes were swollen shut. We asked to push the game back, but was denied. So Jermaine and I would have to rotate quarterback duties. We just knew if we went out there and gave it our best, we could keep it close and sneak a win. Needless to say, it was a blowout. Now I need you to shake your head for me. Just shake your head. Just shake your head. Get with me and just shake your head. And I just need you to shake your head. Keep shaking your head. Because you see, that shaking your head was for the other team. Because according to the power that worketh in us, to not give up or give in, we played with different options, and our MVP was a girl by the name of Naisha Winkster with three touchdowns that I threw to her. So my brother, beloved, who was telling me about luck earlier this week, you know who you are, I ain't gonna call you out. I will not concede to the notion of luck for the game must be played all the way out. And even if it looks like I'm losing in the early fourth quarter, let me tell you something, the game isn't over. Even if this yesterday was a bad quarter for you, you need to understand that the game isn't over. Even if this year has been a tough year for you, please realize that the game isn't over. If you begin to dream dreams and if the Lord begin to speak to you, realize that the game isn't over. For I understand that it's says in my Bible that according to the power that worketh in me, I could be able to move mountains huh, with a faith of a mustard seed. Huh. But I also understand that in, he said he would never leave me 
or forsake me. And he said, hello, I will be with you even to the end of the world. So I understand that the power that worketh in me is able to turn situations around me around. That's how I was able to win a game that everybody thought we were going to lose because I was still in the game. So it doesn't matter if the ticking seconds are running out. You better still play the game. It's because according to you and according to me, God can do some extraordinary stuff. And it doesn't matter what the enemy has said to you. <laughs> the enemy may have claimed that it's over for you, but I got something to tell you. You're still breathing. That means the game isn't over. I got resources in the Holy Spirit. The game isn't over. I can come and pray when I want to. The game still isn't over. I can fast when I feel like it. The game still isn't over. So go ahead, enemy. Hit me with your best shot. Here I am. Here I stand. Knowing that God is the power that worketh in me. Does he work inside of you? Come on now you ought to celebrate on today because you're standing here ready 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 to activate the power that is in you so God just said yield unto the power once you yield unto the power I can work in you according to you and according to me we can do some great things the enemy done told you that you can't do it and especially for my youth and my young adults. He done told us that we can't do it. He told you, you see what's happening to you? God done forgot about you. But I got something to tell you today. God will never forget you. God will never let you go. God is still holding on to you. And he said, once you yield to my power, you'll see what the enemy really is. He's nothing when God's power is up there. For I know that Jesus went down to hell. And he took the keys away from Satan. So Satan don't even own his own residence. So God said, just come on unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest according to the power that worketh in you, according to the power that worketh in me. We will come out victorious in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. Amen.